happy Mother's Day. Um, it is such an honor to be able to celebrate with all of the moms today and everyone here. Um, I think y'all would agree with this. Moms deserve honor every day. Would you agree? Um, but we make today very special. Back in the early 1900s, this became a national holiday, and it was actually a woman who didn't have any children. Um, she wasn't married, and she just wanted to honor her mother. And a few years later, it gained so much traction to spend a day honoring the moms that it became a holiday. My mom is very special to me. She is so close to my heart. Um, I got to spend some time with her this week back in Lone Oak, Arkansas. Um, I've actually got a picture of my mom and I. Um, that was my COVID cut um, when, you, when we didn't have access to barbers. Just shave your head. I'm kidding. That's a while back. But that's my mom. Her name is Sherry, and I love my mom. My mom is my hero. Um, outside of Jesus, obviously, she is my hero. She means the world to me. She raised me and my brother uh, for many years by herself when my, my dad was incarcerated. And I just I love and respect my mom so much. Um, and this is the thing I, I want to tell you today that uh, don't ever assume that your parents, especially your mom, knows how you feel about them. Don't assume that they know how much you love them. You would be so surprised what a FaceTime. Mom's getting some, some heads nodding in here just to say, I'm thinking about you. I love you and I need help with my taxes. Okay. Um, it, that, that's just a good thing. So my mom taught me a lot about life. Uh, she taught me about religion, and she didn't even know it. She said uh, one time me and Ricky were having a bottle rocket war in the house. Lighting bottle rockets, don't, I don't know why, okay, uh, God's grace. But she said, you better pray that that mark comes out of that carpet, all right, or I'm going to leave a mark on your behind, all right? My mom taught me about time travel. Uh, she said, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into next week. Anybody ever told somebody that? She taught me about logic, and this is what she would say, because I said so, Seth, that's why. Some of you have heard that one. Uh, preparation and being proactive. She taught me about this. Seth, bring extra underwear. You never know what will happen. That was just a couple days ago, okay? And uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was, it was yesterday. Um, she taught me about the circle of life, and she said, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of this world. And then recently, she taught me how to pay for things. She always used to say when I would get in trouble or I would be in the principal's office, and she would, she would, one of the first things she would say is she said, Seth, I pray one day you have kids and one of them turns out just like you. You're going to pay for your raising, okay? And I think the Lord heard her prayers. Um, we have a son named Zane, and he, wild, he wilds out, you guys. He's, he's so much fun. Uh, but today, I just want to say, man, we honor and celebrate and show so much gratitude and love to the moms here. And I love what Exodus 20, 12, it says this. It gives us some profound wisdom and insight. It says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live, okay? <laughs> so that you may live long in the land that the Lord God has provided. I think it's very interesting. I was reading the Ten Commandments, and uh, I, I found something really interesting. Commandment number four says, honor your, your father and mother. And then right after it, I think it's a, just a warning, just in case you don't, it tells all the parents, thou shall not kill, okay? And I just, I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, we, we've been in the family series the last couple weeks, and if you are joining us for the first time today, I just want to say welcome. Uh, we're excited that you're here. I know our, uh, some of our neighbors are here for the first time today, and it's so cool to see them. Um, but week one, we 
talked about building a strong marriage. All this is on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, week two, we talked about the prayer, Lord, would you please bless my home? Has anybody ever prayed that over your home and your kids? And then today, week three, it's a very simple message. I actually told our team this morning, I think this is the most simple message I have ever spoke. And I actually titled it the only point that's in the message, and so you wouldn't forget it. And the title is this, Don't Miss the Moment. Don't miss the moment. Everybody grab your cell phone real quick. If you got a cell phone, go ahead and grab it. Everybody grab it. That means you. Everybody grab it, okay? And I want you to hold the button on the side of it and turn it off. Okay, some of y'all just got anxious. Okay, I'm just kidding. Don't turn it off. You don't have to. Um, some of you are like, that's how I take notes, okay? Get a journal. Um, it's so funny how we get so anxious thinking about not being able to receive a call or a text message or a notification from social media. And I think it's so crazy that we can get so caught up in other people's lives and the moments that are happening for them that we miss the very moments in our own life. We could spend so much time scrolling through and, and looking at everyone else's life that we miss the very moment that God has for us today. I think we can all agree that we so often unintentionally miss the best moments in our life. We can all agree that we get distracted. Anybody get distracted in here? I wish I could raise every limb. All right, I get distracted so easily from what matters the most. Sometimes our jobs and our responsibilities, they, they get the best of us. And then by the time we get home, our family gets the rest of us. And then when it comes time, it's like when we think about God, he kind of gets the seconds of all of that and sometimes none of us. And this passage is powerful. It really jumped off the page this week as I was praying for you guys. This story of Mary and Martha is about being and doing. It's a, it's a contrast between what it looks like to, to do things for the Lord, to serve the Lord, which is, which is great. It's a noble thing. And, and the other contrast is to just be present at the feet of Jesus. It says in Luke 10, if you've got a Bible, you can open it up. Last week, by the way, we gave away all of the Bibles that we had bought for the church. And I think that's pretty awesome that y'all are getting excited about reading the word. We got a bunch on the way. Thank the Lord for Amazon. All right, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman was named Martha. She opened up her home. To him, And she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha, everybody say, but Martha. She, she got it wrong. She was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. And I want to pause real quick. Um, and just so you know, this message is for everybody. This is not a message just for women. It's not a message just for moms. This is a message for every person in this room because I think we can so often get distracted and focus more on doing things for God than just being present with him. And so I, I want to tell you that right before people come to our house, I can promise you 45 minutes before, um, it, there's some tense moments that are happening in our house. Right before dinner with many of you that we've had dinner with, me and my wife are having some combos. You know how those combos go? The face-to-face, just kind of, you know. And, and this is what I tell Kendra all the time. I'm like, babe, it's okay that people, like, see that people live here. Like, you know, it's like we're vacuuming the ceiling, and it's just like the craziest thing. And I, I'm so grateful for the, the fact that she does that or y'all would walk into a mess every single time, okay? Um, and, and she came to him, and she asked, Lord, don't you care 
that my sister has left me to do all of the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, and I just want you to know, if Jesus says your name twice, you in trouble, okay? <laughs> the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. My son, Zane, I love him so much. He is so much fun. And I talk about him every week because I'm always thinking about him. He's, he's the man. And uh, my son, is he likes to go on adventures. He likes to kind of take some risk, okay? And, um, and there's moments where he puts himself in danger. And so for me, like when I'm trying to get a point across to my son, I get down on one knee and I, and I kind of grab his face gently, okay? And, uh, and, and I, I say, son, look me in the eyes. And he's like doing the, you know, he, he won't look at me and he's smiling. He thinks it's funny. And I'm like, you just almost got hit by a car. Like you can't run out of the house naked. Like you can't, I, don't be like your dad. Like I, you can't do that. And, and so I grab his face and, and I'm, I'm like, look me in the eyes. Listen to what I'm telling you. Have you had this moment with, with your kids? Like you, you have to hear what I'm about to tell you. You need to understand what I'm about to say and as I was praying for this morning, I honestly didn't know what to talk about on Mother's Day. But I think this is the posture of our Father in Heaven to His children today. On one knee, face to face, we're, we're so distracted. And, and there's things that actually that are causing us to be in danger. And He's saying, I just need you to look me in the eyes. I, I want your full attention there's nothing more uh, amazing. There's nothing more powerful. There's nothing better than this moment right here today. And this is what I believe the Lord is saying. Please stop exchanging the best moments in your life for the idea of a good moment in your own head. I feel like the Lord is saying, please stop being so distracted and missing out on your life. I want to I teach you how to walk with me, how to talk with me. How to sit at the feet of Jesus. It says in verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way. I don't know about you, but when I'm on my way somewhere, I'm on my way somewhere. I don't want to stop. No bathroom breaks. If you got to pee, you better figure something out, okay? Like I am a man on a mission. But I love that Jesus models all through scripture how to pause. Have you all noticed this? He stops. He heals people. He learns people's name and their story. He speaks to their potential. I just think it's a beautiful picture of how we're supposed to live. It says that they were on their way, and he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. I made note here, I think it's really important we realize that Martha was doing a noble thing. Like, don't miss this. Martha wasn't doing a bad thing. She was doing what she thought was best, and it was good, but it says in scripture that it wasn't the best thing that she could have been doing. I think it's important to realize Martha was not off living a rebellious lifestyle. Martha wasn't out wiling out at the club. Like she was not doing that. She was making preparations because the savior was coming to her home. She was doing something good and she forfeited what was best. And I think that that happens with a lot of believers that we do so many good things that we actually miss the thing that God wants most for us to be at his feet. Martha was offering hospitality to Jesus. She got so caught up in doing things for God that she missed out on the words of God. It said her sister 
was listening at the feet of Jesus and Martha's running around and doing things and trying to get everything ready. Can anybody relate to this? Having company coming over, like getting caught up in the to-do list that we missed the most important thing on the list. I'll say it this way. Martha opened up her home to Jesus, but I would be willing to bet that she didn't open up her heart to Jesus. Something I would also like to suggest here, this is just speculation, is that in this time when people would travel, they walked, they had sandals, they walked down dirt paths, and it was very common as you come into a home of a guest, there would be a ceremony, it would be the washing of feet. You read about this, the Last Supper, and this was a way that the guests would serve the people who come to their home. They would wash their feet with a bucket and a towel, and they would make sure that they're ready because they didn't sit at a dinner table. They kind of lounged around on the floor. And I think it would be okay to say that that was probably part of the to-do list that Martha was getting ready, was getting the food ready, and she's running around, and she's rushing, and she's covering all the details. She's stressed, and, and this is what she's, she's getting ready to wash maybe Jesus' feet. It's possible that Martha got so consumed and concerned with washing feet that she missed just being at his feet. And I don't know about you, but I'm a doer. I like to get things done. Is there anybody that likes to get things done? I like to, I like to, man, I like to conquer the day. I like to have a list. My wife gives me a list if I haven't made one myself, okay? The honey-do list, right? And I think it's so interesting. This, this, uh, it's a Chinese proverb. I read this a long time ago in a book, and um, it was about making the most of the moment. There's this story. This is not a real story, but just go with me. There was a man that was running for his life. He was running from a tiger. Everybody say, rawr, okay? You're awake. Just making sure you're with me. He was running from a tiger. He gets to the edge of a cliff, and he, he's, he's kind of freaking out a little bit. He turns around. The tiger's getting close to him, and then he sees right over the edge of a cliff there's a rope, and he grabs the rope, and he starts kind of shuffling down the rope. The tiger's up above him, and then he, he looks down below him, and there's a bunch of jagged rocks a couple hundred feet below him. And he, he starts to kind of go back up the rope. Maybe I've made the wrong decision. And he notices right above where his hands are, there's a mouse that's gnawing on the rope. And he's kind of like, what is going on? And he looks right in front of him at the face of the cliff. And he notices that there's a beautiful, red, luscious strawberry. And he reaches out and he grabs this strawberry and he plucks it. And he takes a bite and he says, that's the best strawberry I've ever had in my entire life. Y'all are probably wondering, what does this story have to do with anything? Me too, okay? <laughs> this is what that story teaches us, that we can get so consumed by the tigers of our past and the rocks of our future, and then the current moment, what's present, the adversity that we're facing, that we miss the very good thing that God has right in front of our face, the strawberry. It's, it's this delicious, just pure, sweet moment with the Lord. He reaches out and he plucks it and he said, that's a good strawberry. And I get so caught up with my list of things to do that I miss out on the most beautiful moments of life. Even this week on Thursday, I walk into here and the, the foyer's got standing water in it. There's water and I'm just, I'm, I go into go mode. And then some of just incredible, faithful people at this church showed up to help. We got shop vacs going and mops, and we're trying to get ready for Mother's Day. And, and man, I just paused, and I was like, i got to practice what I preach. I'm going to be in the moment. 
And I started just asking people, hey, how are you doing? Which is very uncommon of me if I'm in go mode. Just making the most of the moment. Verse 39, it says that she has a sister that's named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by the preparations that had to be made. There's two postures in this passage. I want y'all to get this. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. She was listening to his word, which is very important to do, especially in the culture that we live in today, fighting for truth, fully devoted, fully attentive, making the most of the moment. And then her sister, Martha, it reminds me of me and my brother. Ricky was always doing the right thing. I was always doing the wrong thing, okay? Martha was stressed. She's running around. She's distracted by her own desire, her own idea of what to do in this moment. Have you ever been hosting someone or getting something ready or, or maybe an event or you're running around, it's, it's Christmas time or whatever it may be, and by the end of the night, you don't even remember talking to people. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You were so busy, you had so many things to do, you completely missed the people who you were preparing everything for. I truly believe that God wants to tell us, it's very simple today, would you be fully present where you are? Would you be fully present in the moment? I want to practice this right now. I wrote this in here this morning. I just want to practice pausing. In the culture we live in today, this is like a cuss word. Like, pause, we got to go, go, go. No, I just want to take 10 seconds. And let's just pause. In those moments of silence, maybe ask the Lord, who am I missing or who do I need to reach out to? Is there a family member that I need to forgive or check on? God, would you speak to me? Would you show me something new and fresh in your word? God, would you strengthen my relationship with you? I'm telling you guys, if you would prioritize a pause in your day with the Lord, I believe that he can set up exactly what you're supposed to do in your day. It says that Martha was distracted. This word, by the way, distracted, it literally means that she was drawn away in two different directions. And I think that this describes a lot of people, especially trying to live for the Lord in today's culture, that we are drawn in two different directions. We have a desire to do the things of God and we have a desire to do the things that we want to do. I can relate on a personal level to this. Anybody ever snoozed your alarm before? Don't be dying in church, y'all better, okay? Okay, you snooze your alarm, and this is what you do. You snooze it, and if you're like me, you've got three other ones set just in case. Just in case you're not feeling it. I, this was me this morning, okay? And, and you snooze your alarm, and, and then what's, what's bad is when you shut off all of them and you tell yourself, I'm just going to lay here, okay? And I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm just going to start praying for people. It's like 15 seconds later, you are gone. You wake up 35 minutes later, and you wake up, and, and you are putting, you are running around the house. Have anybody been here before? This was me. I'm serious. Like, this was me recently. And then you, you get in such a hurry. You go make coffee. You forget you even made coffee. You're getting your stuff together. You're rushing out of the house. You forgot the coffee. Go back in and get the coffee. Then you spill the coffee. Now i got to change shirts. You're mad at the world, and it's only 7.05. And then you run to the car, and you forgot your phone. 
You run back in, you leave your coffee cup on the counter, and then you run back to the car. I didn't even get to drink my coffee. And then you start your car and you back up. You're already using all your cuss words for the day. <laughs> and, you, and you're on your way to work. And it's like, I don't know if y'all have ever done this, but when you're driving, you're judging how other people drive. And then you do the same thing they do. It's like, man, I'm kind of convicted, you know. And then this is me. Like, I've cut someone off on college before and then turned into the church parking lot. I'm like, I can't park. They're going to know I'm the pastor. I can't do it. I gotta, I'm going to act like I'm passing through like the rest of Fayetteville, right? So just drive through over here, come back and turn around. I'm just trying to get it right. We get in such a hurry. We miss the moments that God has for us. We all have the same amount of time physically. But if we believe the word of God is true, which I do, it, the word says that we are all promised a different amount of time spiritually. And so why would we wish away time? Why would we waste it away? We, we've got 12 months in a year, 365 days, 8,700 hours, 525,000 minutes. And if you really think about this, every one of those minutes, if we go to the seconds, 31 million seconds. It's passing. This isn't a doom and gloom message. This is a, I believe God is looking us in the eyes and he's saying, hey, would you make the most of the moment? Would you be fully present? There's a strawberry right in front of you. God wants to just have you reach out and pluck it. What a silly analogy, but man, it'll preach well. I miss the strawberries so often because I'm consumed by my own desires. This is what Ephesians tells us. Make the best use of time because the days are evil. Would y'all agree with that? Psalm 90 tells us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. James 4, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life, by the way? For you are a mist that... It appears for a little time and then it vanishes. You're here today and gone tomorrow. Ecclesiastes, it says, there's a season for everything. I love this, to be born and to die, to sow and to reap, to kill and to heal. Don't get too crazy. To break down, to build up, to weep, to laugh and to mourn and to dance. Do you know there's a season and there's a time for everything, but there is no time to waste. There's no time to waste. So often we waste it away, pursuing our own sinful desires. We wish it away. I, I just hope this day would just be done. Anybody ever done that? I just want Friday. We leave for vacation on next Saturday. I'm so ready. I'm wearing sunglasses all week. I'm going to act like I'm at the beach at the office, Andrew. You, I'm checked out. Just wishing it away. But some of us, we do what we think is noble and we work it away. And we work so hard, we forget why we're even working. We work so hard, we give everything that we have to our job and our boss that by the time we get home, we have nothing left for our family. Nothing left for the Lord. I want to say all of this to encourage you with the simple thought, do not miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. I want to ask you, are you making the most of every moment with the Lord, with your family, with your loved ones? Are you thinking about eternity? I love what Martin Luther said. He said, I've got so much to do today that I may as well spend the first few hours in prayer. Man, what a beautiful picture. This is what busy stands for. Anybody ever been busy? Busy, I, I read it this week, is being under Satan's yoke. 
Busy doesn't bless other people. Busy doesn't have time. Busy is in a hurry. Busy is rushing through life and missing everything. Busy is wishing away time. Busy is replacing God's best for my own best, my own interest. Verse 40 says, she came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? And this is what she says. She gets bold and she says, tell her to help me. Because this is what happens. What starts as a distraction leads to distrust in the Lord. And then when you don't trust what the word says and what the Lord says, we start questioning if God even really cares. I just saw this this week. Martha started with a simple distraction and then she immediately, do you even care about this? Do, Do you even care about my situation? And then you start questioning God's love And one distraction leads to another till you get to a point to where you start making demands of what God needs to do. Anybody ever been there before? Just want to encourage you to be fully present. What Jesus is saying is so important here. He's saying that if you're so caught up with worldly things, you may miss the most important thing. And it's this, time with Jesus. Time with Jesus. He says, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. What does that mean? The moments you spend in the presence of God impacts eternity. Martha's doing things that are just here today and gone tomorrow. So I just wanna encourage you with a question today. Is your life marked by distraction or is your life marked by devotion to Jesus? It's a simple idea, but I think the simple things in life are the easiest to just let blow in the wind. If you would, across the room, would you stand to your feet? We're about to sing a beautiful song. I'm not going to, because that wouldn't be beautiful. Is your life marked by distraction or devotion to Jesus? This is the thing. Distraction pulls you further away. Devotion pulls you closer in. And my prayer today is very simple. It's this, that God would draw you close to himself. It is the Holy Spirit that brings people to repentance, to the understanding of God's word, to the understanding of who Jesus is. And my prayer is as we sing this song, it says, I live for the moments where I'm still in your presence. All the noise dies down. Lord, speak to me now. If you would just close your eyes across the room. I wanna pray for every person here today. I I know that this whole message today was, was very simple not missing the moment. And maybe even right now, you're thinking about the text that you need to check. The person that you need to reach out to, can we just pause and just be in the moment, be present. Don't miss the strawberry that I believe the Lord wants to give to you today. God, I pray for every person in this room. God, we thank you for the moms. We honor them. We celebrate them. But God, I pray that every person here today, every person that'll come across this video, that they would be encouraged to sit at the feet of Jesus. There's not a better place to be. God, that we wouldn't get so busy and distracted that we could press into your presence. And so as we sing this song, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen.